It's time for today's episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast with your host, a college coach's secret weapon and America's recruiting guru, Dan Tudor. So I happened to be able to sit in on a talk recently among coaches who were talking about their desire to get rid of the necessity to send out physical mail. Now, why is that? Why is that such a hot topic? Well, it's because it's hard, and I get it. Let me back up a little bit. Uh, Since we started doing what we do now nearly two decades ago, one of the things that we have heard consistently as a complaint point for coaches is I just hate sending out mail. Why is that? Because, look, I get it. It's hard. It is more cumbersome to send out physical mail, print it, sign it, stuff it in an envelope, address it. And yes, when I'm saying physical mail, I mean a letter, not necessarily postcard, things that you can automate and not really have to have a lot of personal interaction with as a coach. But I'm talking about physical mail. It's hard to do. It takes time. I shouldn't say it's hard to do. It takes time to do it. And I think that's behind, it almost has been behind the push to move away from it. Because, look, we've got things now that are more um, streamlined. So I can send out a social media post to thousands or tens of thousands of people quickly, easily, and it gets distributed and hopefully it gets read. More on that in a second. But to sit down and create a letter, first of all, doing that right is challenging. Then printing it, and then I got to sign it, and then I got to stuff it. Maybe I'm writing some PSs along the way, and I have to address it. I have to get it sent out. It's expensive too. I mean, it's it's more expensive to send out physical mail than it is a uh, in the Instagram tweet or sorry Instagram post or a tweet or anything else on social media. So the desire has always been, even before we started, we were doing this at the very beginning, there was no social media. But but the desire was, I want to get away from having to do physical work as a coach as a part of recruiting. And so we all have gravitated towards efficiency in every aspect of our lives that we can. Totally for it. Totally get it. I do it all the time. I look for ways to be more efficient with my time. So... I understand the desire to stop physical mail. But as I was listening to coaches talk, this group of coaches from all different programs, the point being made was that I wish I didn't have to do physical mail. Uh, We should stop doing it. There's just better ways. I feel like we can step away from it. And uh, I'm not saying everybody on that, in that, uh, in that group was, uh, was of the same mindset, but there were enough that were that loved the idea. And again, I get it. And I think the desire to stop goes back to the work involved. So I, I totally understand that. But I want coaches to understand, if you're listening to this podcast, what you are trading in for convenience in this one area of your life. This is one area of your coaching life that you need to make sure you're dedicating just a little bit of time every week towards doing, because when you do, it has incredible payoff. And everything that I'm about to say 
is backed up by our research, by the extent that you can involve science in this in terms of buying decisions and branding and marketing your program. All of it is backed up by research, and that research is with the people that you as a coach recruit, the student-athletes, the parents. Sometimes it's their club and high school coaches, personal coaches that are involved in the decision. Anybody that is within the orbit of that prospect that is taking in information, uh, that's who we want to affect. And our research has steadily shown, consistently shown, that physical mail, a letter that they receive that they open and read, is the most impactful thing that they get in the recruiting process. So let me go into that a little bit deeper because I know as we start a new year, a new recruiting year, a new calendar year, the the thinking is I want to do things differently. I want to change things up. I want to make sure that we are not being inefficient. Again, totally get that. I don't want to be inefficient either. But in anything that I do here at Tudor Collegiate Strategies, anything that you do on your campus, I want it to be effective because effective beats efficient. If we can get both, fantastic. But effectiveness beats efficiency every single time, especially when it comes to building your program and recruiting effectively and getting the athletes you want on your team so that you can coach them. So let me go through this a little bit. So first of all, how does physical mail, a letter that an athlete receives in the mailbox, differ from social media and even electronic mail like email and other forms of more instant communication? I'll I'll even throw in in in-person recruiting or in-person contact. What differs about that piece of mail that comes to a mailbox? Of your recruit. Well, first of all, I'm going to go back to the comments that I've heard this group of coaches make. And also, look, we, we hear from coaches all the time. We work on campuses all the time. We know that there's a resistance to physical mail because it's hard. We've already gone over that. So I get why that's happening. But I want to have you understand how physical mail differs from everything else that you do, even a postcard, a physical letter. Uh, it does a couple of very important things in the recruiting process. First of all, if I am an athlete and I receive a letter, what we know from research is that that athlete treats that letter with incredible importance. They usually instruct their parents that they don't get to open a recruiting letter. Uh, I, as the prospect, get to open a recruiting letter. So, there is an incredible amount of value and reverence that gets paid to a piece of mail. So why is that? Because like we've talked about in the workshops we do on campuses all the time, uh, all over the country, when I get a piece of mail, and I actually, as I record this, I'm looking at my mailbox right now outside my office window. So when I go to the mailbox, my singular goal before I come back up the driveway is to sort All the junk mail, which, let's face it, is 95% of what comes in a mailbox now. Uh, Pick out any bills or things that I might need to save. But I want to throw the rest away. I don't even mess with it. I don't take time to look at it because why? Well, it goes back to efficiency. I don't want to be bogged down with a bunch of stuff that I'm going to open every piece and read it just to make sure I don't need it. We're all smart. We have 
built-in receptors now that can signal, hey, this is junk. Oh, this is important. And we separate those. So I want to reduce the amount of mail as soon as possible that I actually take into our house. When a prospect is going to the mailbox and they get a letter with your college logo on it, that is something that they haven't experienced before. Well, first of all, I should rephrase uh, the the athlete isn't going to go out to the mailbox to get the mail. Their parents are, and that is going to be waiting for them when they get home. So I'll rephrase that. But when that letter sits there, as a teenager, and, and many of you who went through the recruiting process that maybe received mail, remember back to your teenage years, how important that was, what the emotions and the feeling were when you got it, what did it did, did did it give you negative connotations? Did it give a positive connotation to you? Those just keep that in mind as I go through this, because when they open that piece of mail, understand that that could be the first time they've ever received mail to them in their life. Couple that or compare that, I should say, with social media, where I am literally as a teenager going through hundreds, if not thousands of posts, scrolling through them quickly to try to get through all of them, to check in on everybody that I'm following, everybody that uh, is on my feed. I do that constantly throughout the day, and there's not much emotion involved with it. So how a letter differs from everything else that they usually experience in life is that that was written to me. I probably have never received one before, or if I have, it's been so infrequent and not important that I don't really pay attention to it. But this is something from a college coach, which has been my goal to get in this whole recruiting process. And as I, as an athlete, have, have dreamed and set a goal for playing college athletics, this is my goal, to have a college coach contact me. And if it's done so in a way that I'm not used to interacting with, it automatically commands more attention. And coach, please... Please remember that no matter what level you're at, Division One, the highest level, because we've seen this work at the highest levels in Division One, and if you're a smaller school that has never sent out as a small school coach, never sent out anything, what you could be giving up is that feeling I've just described and that level of importance I've just described compared to social media, compared to things like email, Snapchat, on down the list, any kind of electronic communication, which I as the high school prospect get consistently throughout the day, consistently throughout my life, and will continue to get consistently throughout my life, there really holds not a lot of special attention to it. I might interact once in a while with it. I might like it. I might repost it. I might highlight it in some way, but then I move on and I forget about it. And that's important. That action that we see prospects taking is really, really important. The other thing that, that, that makes physical mail, a letter that's sent to their home, different is that unlike a social media post, unlike some of the other electronic communication that's happening between you and your prospects, that gets shared with everybody involved in the decision-making. So a letter that comes back to the house and again, take yourself back to your teenage years. What happened when you got a letter? You opened it. You maybe read through it. You probably did. And I'll bet even you remember some of the things that were said in a letter that came to you. If you really try, think about that right now. If you got a recruiting letter, do you remember in general what the coach said or anything specific about what they said? Okay. 
Now compare that to social media posts that you read last week or yesterday even. Do you remember anything about those posts? Do you remember anything about something electronically that was sent to you? It's a little harder, isn't it? So that's the difference is that it gets remembered and now the entire family can 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 share it. So after you read it, what happens? Do you wad it up and throw it away? Heck no. Nobody ever throws away the recruiting letters. So what happens is it stays on the counter. Mom reads it. Dad reads it. You reread it again. Your sibling reads it. It gets put on the refrigerator. It gets read several dozen times over the next month, month or two. And that makes an impact. So many coaches are concerned with branding. Well, this is a great way to brand your program is through physical mail because they don't throw it away. We do not throw away things that are written to us. So that's the big difference. Um, if we're going to look at an impact on branding, well, I if my goal is a marketer and coach, consider yourself, put your marketing hat on now because as a recruiter, what you're really involved with is marketing. You're marketing yourself, your program, and you want to sway a decision towards you and away from a competitor. So one of my jobs as a marketer is to go where my competitor is not. And look, uh, I mentioned you know I'm listening to coaches talk about uh, the desire to, yeah, let's just not send physical mail. I think we can stop doing that. Uh, I want to be in that space that they're abandoning. I actually want, if I'm a coach listening to this and I want to do physical mail, I want everybody else not to do it because now I have command of a a marketing stream. And as a marketer, isn't it a very crowded, noisy marketplace? So on social media, uh, look, I I don't have to convince you to love Instagram or even love uh, X, formerly known as Twitter, or any other electronic and social media-based platform for communicating. I don't have to convince you to do that. I know that. So if I am competing in in the same world as every single one of my competitors, now my job just got 50 times harder because I have to break through and make myself different. Well, if we're being honest, how much difference are you seeing now on social media? Tudor University has been the standard for advanced training and education for college coaches who want to truly learn to recruit effectively. And now it's all new. The latest techniques, the newest trends, and how coaches need to change their approach with this class of recruits. For ongoing education that will help you run a better program, go to dantutor.com and click on the Tudor University button to see why coaches everywhere have trusted it for more than a decade. And now, back to the show. In Instagram posts, when a program posts something with a graphic, is it much different in content than it is from all the other programs that are posting uh, content information on their feeds? I have to tell you, that's not. We we have we're maxing out our creativity on social media, and th- it's just hard to break through. And we know that because the athletes tell us that that they don't use social media. Are you sitting down, coach? Or they don't use social media to define a brand, and they don't use social media in a way that would drive their final decision. In fact. We put out all the different ways you can communicate with a prospect. 
and we've done this several years in a row, Different, ask the question different ways, we get the same answer. Social media ranks last when it comes to importance or value that a coach is communicating to them. Why is that? Well, like with all of us, prospects are using social media to pass time, to be entertained, to get the little dopamine hit of a like, but they're not using it to make decisions. They're not using it to make branding decisions. They're not using it in large part to make final decisions on where I should go compete. Uh, there are little things once in a while that will sway them, that will interest them, that, that they'll remember, but they're infrequent. And a lot of the time they get lost when it comes to you versus a competitor who might be posting almost the same thing. So when we look at branding, your goal as a marketer should be to make sure you're in the market, you're, you're on the platforms where your competitors aren't. And just by virtue of what we know is, is the feeling of most coaches that they, they don't like mailing things and they don't like doing that consistently and generally don't, I want to be in that marketplace. I want to be using that delivery system because it's so hard to break through any other way. Now, I'm not saying that mail should be your only thing. Not at all. I'm saying it should be one of the layers that you use to reach a prospect and have it bounce off and and work with all the other ways that you're communicating with it. But the impact on branding we have measured and seen is is through the roof when it comes to the level of importance, the attention it gets, and how they feel about getting it. In terms of the impact on decision-making, when you mail a letter out, it helps them focus on what your story is. So again, social media is great for visuals. I, I love social media for, for coaches when they're using it to give little insights into their team, inside the locker room, at practice, little snippets of, of visual days of the life of our program. Uh, on the road, at the game, in the van, on the ride home, whatever it is, having fun, those little visual snippets, I think are great. Now, do they make the decision for their athlete? No, but they help them feel good. And maybe if the decision is I'm leaning towards this program and they see that the visuals match what they're hoping, then great. It's confirming that I'm on the right track. But if we're looking at decision-making, I we know this from a research standpoint, that athletes today make their decision on where they're going to play college athletics with their heart but then they have to be able to justify it with their head. So in other words, I'm going to go where I feel the best, where I'm loved, where I where I can picture myself, all that. So there's an emotional component to this. Uh, shocker, I know, right? Prospects are making this decision emotionally and uh, and not logically. So I make it with my heart, but before I can act on it, largely, uh, in the majority of cases this is true, before I can act on that emotion and what my heart wants, I have to be able to logically justify it because there's going to be people that ask me about my decision. This isn't, this isn't about um, which fast food place I like the best in a pinch on the road. Um, this is where it doesn't really matter. No one's going to care. This is something where people do care. My friends are going to ask me. My coach is going to ask me. Maybe local media will will wonder why I chose that school. So I need a little bit of logic. How do we supply logic to them? Well, we supply logic in something that they will interact with and read and remember. Well, we've already defined that that usually isn't social media. Social media is really more on the emotional side of things. And that's why for a lot of coaches, they get 
kids that they recruit who like all the posts, they reply, they love it, coach said, thanks for saying that. Uh, and then at the end of the process, that same prospect will say, coach, man, you, you're so much fun, loved all the stuff we've done on social media and this and this and this. And that's why it's so hard to tell you that I just committed over here to school B. And you're taken aback like, wait, why? Because we've sent all this stuff on social media and you've liked it and you seemed like you were really interacting with it. Well, the reality is they were interacting with it, but they interact with it to the level that all of us as adults interact now with social media. I can't tell you which friends' posts I liked on Instagram or Facebook uh, and I still use Facebook because I'm a man of a certain age. <laughs> so uh, I, yeah, I can't tell you which posts I liked. At this, at that moment, I liked it, gave a little heart, and moved on. I can't tell you, but I can tell you a list of every single coach last year that sent me a letter or a handwritten note card thanking for for something that we did on their campus during a workshop or as a client so I can or at a convention that we spoke at I can I can give you the name and I remember the school and their positions as coaches who that was why is that because that was a handwritten note it interrupted my day it's so unique that it gets remembered so if we're looking at decision making don't I want all those things on my side, if I am trying to convince a recruit to come to my program, don't I want that? And I would think the answer would be yes. When it comes to decision making, if I sit and read and remember consistently over a long period of time things that you've written and you've take, I view you as having taken the time to put this out, put this together, and send it to me. I'm going to read it. I'm going to remember it. And by virtue of the fact that it's laying around the house, doesn't get thrown away, I'm probably going to reread it and read it again and read it again and read it again. And my parents are too. And we're going to talk about it again and again and again. As a marketer, isn't that what you want? That's why handwritten mail, I'm sorry, hard copy mail, not necessarily handwritten mail. In fact, I'd prefer it be printed, signed, maybe a handwritten PS, but make it legible, easy to read, and sometimes handwritten mail doesn't do that. But hard copy physical mail helps impact their decision-making in a positive way towards you. The other thing is, and I've alluded to it a couple of times, when you abandon physical mail, you are giving up a, a, a competitive advantage that you don't need to give up. Yes, it is less efficient to send out physical mail as a part of a recruiting campaign. And I want you to mix that with the more efficient ways, with social media, with emails, electronic communication, bringing them onto campus, going on a home visit. All those things matter. But what sets up a lot of those opportunities sometimes is you proving that you're more serious than the competition about them. And when I do that, I have created a competitive advantage in my world as a college coach. So I'll bring this back to you as a coach. This would be like in, in giving up physical mail and hard copy mail as a part of the recruiting process. That would be as if I'm not going to break down video of our opponent because it just takes so much time and it, it's cumbersome and I just don't want to do it. Well, 
you could go out and you'll still win some games, but are you going to be as effective? Are you going to be as effective at practice, game execution? Of course not. That's why you break down video. This is the same thing. You were doing physical mail, not because it's convenient or efficient or a time saver. It's because it gives you a competitive advantage. And I break down video as a coach because I want a competitive advantage. That's why you're doing this. And I'll end with this, coach, that let's switch it around and let me focus again on the view of the recruit. When you send physical mail, all the things that we've talked about, all the inefficiencies, all the time it takes, all the trouble it takes to send out a message, your recruit knows that. They tell us. They know it. That's why they value it so much because no one else is taking the time to do this, but but Coach X did. And that's going to earn some points. That's going to earn an allegiance. And wow, they did it again and again and again. And they've, they're they the only ones who've done it now over this last 14 months of me going through the recruiting process. Wow. That tells me something about that coach. Even if that's not what they should be judging it on, they judge it that way. They value things that they feel are out of the norm of the way that they have been recruited. So we know that the view of the recruit is they like mail because you liked it as a recruit. They don't throw it away because you didn't throw away your recruiting stuff. They read it and reread it and their parents read it. So we like that. And they take it away as you viewing them as more important. Um, And that's what we want. And when you're writing physical mail, I mean, just a couple of tips, and you can go on to the dantutor.com website on the blog, as well as if you're a subscriber and getting the Honey Badger recruiting emails, uh, the advanced training that we do, you can go into how to write an effective letter and what that means and what not to do. Tons of free articles on on that and, and resources that will take you in detail so that you can do that. Uh, and we also do that for clients where we will help them with their physical mail. And so if we can help you with that, then then let's talk. But there are ways to write mail that will get remembered. And you can't even create some efficiencies in the process, which is a topic for another, uh, another podcast. But we've written articles on that as well. My point is this, that from the view of the recruit, they value it. And Coach, here's my promise. The second recruits stop valuing physical mail, the second they stop reading it, ignoring it, I will jump on this podcast and we'll write articles on the fact that, hey, good news, Coach, the age of handwritten notes and physical mail and letters, it's over. They don't care about it anymore. I will do that. But as long as this research is so strong and the evidence in terms of results is so strong, that physical mail that you send, hard copy letters that you take the time to send out, and again, you can do it efficiently. There are ways. But when you send that out, it impacts your recruits, and they tend to pick coaches who do that. It's it's one of the easiest tiebreakers. In fact, it is, Coach, the number one tiebreaker when it comes to, I like all three of these schools. I like all three of the coaches' programs. They've all got my major Uh, I like something about each one of them. Who do I choose? I can't tell you the number of times every single year that when we research and do focus groups for our clients with their incoming class, that was one of the factors in them picking that coach because they were different and they devoted, in, in the recruits' mind, they devoted the time towards that physical male.
So I want to, I wanted to be part of a mix. I'm not saying abandon everything else. I'm saying add that layer in. Have to do that. And the 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 big thing that that you should take away from this and remember is that when you send them something like a letter, it is tangible. In fact, it's one of the only things that is tangible in their life. Tangible meaning I can pick it up and feel a piece of paper. I can see your logo. I see your handwritten uh, signature. I see the handwritten P.S. I have physical proof that you were interested in me. I don't really get that on social media. I mean, I know you want me, but there's not the physical proof because I can swipe it away and it gets lost in the feed and I've forgotten about it in two days or three days. Um, same thing in large part sometimes with an email is that I get lots of those and I can I can just ignore that. And plus, it's just it's just dots uh, pixels on a screen. Uh, the when you had me on campus, it was a great experience, but now I'm back home and I'm having trouble remembering. Uh, what that experience was like and why I should like it. When you send out physical mail, it's tangible. I can pick it up and reread it anytime. And again, coach, that's why you didn't throw away any of your recruiting mail because it was proof that that coach wanted you. And you probably remember aspects of that, those communications that you don't with other ways that they communicated. That's why it's important. So look, I wanted to jump on and talk about this because when I heard this conversation happening and listened in on it, it was, um, in some ways it was disappointing. In other ways, it gets me excited because the coaches who get it, the coaches who want to take recruiting seriously and they understand marketing and buying decisions and how our minds make buying decisions and create allegiances, when they really understand the psychology behind what I've just spent 30 minutes talking about, they're going to win, and we are all about coaches winning. That's why you're listening to this podcast, because you want a difference maker in your collegiate coaching life that will help you win. Coach, I cannot think of a better way to do that than sending physical mail on a consistent basis throughout the process as a part of an overall recruiting strategy. So, Coach, hopefully that helps. Hopefully it helps uh, maybe generate some thinking on your part on what needs to change or hopefully what needs to stay the same. Don't give up on physical mail because if you do, you will reap the consequences and they aren't good. Always, always opt for effectiveness over efficiency. College Recruiting Weekly is a production of Tudor Collegiate Strategies, copyright 2023 and 2024. To contact the host, email him at dan at dantutor.com. Also, remember to rate and review our podcast right now. Plus, tell your fellow coaches about the show. And stay tuned for the next amazing episode of the College Recruiting Weekly Podcast.